Welcome to the Meteor Station Virtual Reality Podcast. It is July of 2022, and June was a crazy month. We were sick for half of it. We fixed up a house and filmed it for an episode of Over Our Heads. And relevantly, we released an episode of Over Our Heads this month as well, so you can check that out. It's essentially a home repair show where we take a house from zero to hero with no time, no budget, and it's me and Gruen here doing it. So anyway, as those of you on YouTube can see, we're back on the meteor. Uh, last month we had to resort to a hot tub stream in space, so that was kind of fun in its own right. And by we, I mean me and my constant co-host Gruen. How are you today, Gruen? I'm good. Much better. Like you said, we were passing around a virus and it was not the COVID one, but it was still bad. It was actually worse. Yeah. I've had COVID, and that only took a couple days. This thing went on for a couple weeks. Yeah, that was the part that was really rough. Is For me, my wife and kiddo had it a little bit before me, so as I'm developing this horrible cough, I'm just seeing how miserable they are going, ah, I look forward to being there in a few days, and yep, sure mm. enough... <laughs> Good yep. times. Yeah, well, hopefully you built up some good antibodies going forward. Yeah, got to catch them all. Uh, not yeah. really. That'd be a disaster. People actually do that, and it's strange. So, oh, I thought that was I don't a know what Pokemon reference. Yeah, well, that it was. But okay. anyway, moving oh. past virus weirdness, do you have anything else we should talk about, or do you want to get into the VR stuff right off the bat? No, just the the over our heads thing. I thought we could talk about just briefly because yeah, it, it is um, it's a lot of fun to do those kind of fix-ups, especially when we don't know what we're doing. And I have, well, we both have run into so many things that, as everybody watching, listening to this knows, you can find pretty much everything out there now, whether it's on YouTube or whatever, which is nice because you know back. Not that long ago, you had to hire a professional for everything, and professionals probably don't like hearing this, but they know it's happening. And, you know, there's so many things that you and I have learned just by getting in there and doing things, and and it's just as easy to find out when it's something you don't want to tackle yourself and you do need to bring somebody in, and we've done that when we need to. But that episode, and then we've got a couple more episodes in the can that we can release. But I really hope that we can get something on a bigger network, like a HGTV, because I think it's appealing. You know, you and I doing fix-ups on a budget, and it's not like the grand mansion type of fix-up, or like home. So these are usually kind of a lower-end kind of repair on a non-mansion. Right. I think it's a niche. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a very different type of show than I've seen on any HGTV episode I've seen of anything. Not that I watch it a lot, but every now and then we end up somewhere where that's the thing that's on and we binge watch a bunch of different stuff. And uh, this whole no time, no budget father and son adventure is very different, but 
just watching that first episode of Overheads, you're not getting when you're like, we don't necessarily know things. I was watching myself going every now and then I'm just looking like, oh no, what an idiot. <laughs> and, and it was only like two years ago. And I've gone from that to now I have this uh, man cave channel where I post like how to do certain like fixes in your house and uh, how to make certain things and all that. And, and yeah, just watching myself like accidentally spray paint a house wall is just like, oh, why? Like it's so avoidable. Although in mm -hmm. our defense, we were both very, very tired and brain dead. It's hard to be smart when you're exhausted. So mm -hmm. I guess that's a point in my defense. But anyway, yeah. So that's all yeah. good stuff. I agree. It's a fun and unique show and experience. Yeah. Yeah. What was your highlight of the new one? We can tease it a little bit. Of the of the newest one that we have recorded? Yeah. It's top of mind, um, so I figured I'd ask. Yeah. It's it, there there were just so many little things. My my highlight was you getting on the roof to take care of all that because I don't like getting on roofs. <laughs> yeah. And I don't mind getting on roofs. I like heights. And fun fact well, I'm I'm going to tangent briefly because our other post this month, because we did miss a weekend, which is a rarity for us, but essentially what happened was we uploaded to YouTube and it got corrupted and it takes like three or four days to fully get something uploaded and processed with, I, I don't even know how many gigs over our heads is because it's 51 minutes and 13 seconds of 5K VR footage in like, yeah, anyway, it's huge. So we missed a weekend. So the other post was a scary slash goofy skit. And all I was going to say about that is this is a real place that was in this house we're repairing. They just have this playroom in this dark attic. It was so strange. And so that was kind of an inspired post by like, well, this is the weirdest thing ever. We got to use it for something. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was good. As far as highlights go, probably chainsawing. I like chainsawing. So we just went through and cut down a bunch of trees that weren't a problem yet, but over the course of years would be pretty annoying. And the yard looks better with them out of there. And so it, it's always fun to go nuts with the chainsaw. I love the chainsaw. Yeah, that was, uh, you're right. That was a very productive thing in a very short amount of time because that yard needed tamed and, and now it's a backyard. It's not a jungle anymore. But the thing that happened was the next day I was there on my own to burn all the stuff that was cut and it was a full day of burning stuff and the neighbors had to be thrilled because there was so much smoke and fire and they were probably, nobody came over. I kept waiting for somebody to come over and go, everything okay here? But at the end of the day, it was like four in the afternoon and then this huge storm rolled in just as I was finishing. It was perfect and, and just everything was soaked and it put the fire out. It was just, that's the way to burn if you're going to burn is to have a big rainstorm afterwards so there's no chance of fire getting out of control. Yeah, that is awesome. Very ideal. Yeah. Well, cool. Good. So that's yeah. our own personal VR update over our head stuff. Do you want to kick off the news or should I go for it? Yeah, go ahead. What do you know? I'll keep it light to start. So I saw the Catwalk VR treadmill. So it's actually a second generation of it. They had done a Kickstarter of one before. 
and they had a goal of 250000 and they got over $2 million. So people clearly liked it before and were jumping in for this one. It looked like, if I remember correctly, the early, early supporters, uh, like the first 50 of them, got it for like 700 bucks. But as time went on, it moved more toward like 1000 bucks for the treadmill. And I just like seeing it succeed that wildly. <laughs> Two, Did you buy one? It's like, I wish. I'd didn't even realize the Kickstarter was going, but I think I'd get in oh. trouble for dropping a grand on a for funsies VR item like that. But yeah. I don't know. It'd be fun to have one. Do you think would it make your experience a thousand dollars better? Do you think when you're playing a game, or does it make you a thousand dollars better at the game? You know, that's I could see certain games. You're the one that needs it because I bet it would be a thousand dollars better if it works well with. Rec Room Paintball, that's your obsession. So, uh, But yeah, I mean, hmm. like certain games, I might, like, if I had one of those treadmills, I probably would have to go through and replay Half-Life Alex and that kind of thing. It would be pretty sweet to actually feel like you're running through. Yeah, I saw the pictures of that thing. And what was the picture where the guy's legs were up, like he was sitting on the top of the thing? Do you know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Well, I'll send you a, I'll send you a snapshot. Yeah. Anyway, what else do you know? Uh, me again. Um, so still keeping it light in the gaming realm as well. We had talked about it before because it was kind of hyped up, but there's an MMORPG called Zenith: The Last City, and so halfway through June, it got a big update, and it's kind of funny because I had felt like there were a bunch of fairly negative comments about it on how there was a lack of content which is why this stood out to me that they got this big update where they're saying they released dozens of hours of additional gameplay but it's funny because the uh, comments on steam were really positive so i guess it was just over on reddit was really negative but elsewhere people are actually having a good time with it so anyway Figured I'd still mention it. They got a nice big update. I still haven't gotten to try it, but I mean, with seeing the positive reviews and seeing that they just did this big update, I don't think it's that expensive. It's well, like twenty bucks. I, I'll check. I have it up right now. It's twenty-one dollars currently. It's thirty percent off. So I don't know. I might pick it up. It looks interesting. So there you go. Cool. Yeah. So I did see, and you probably saw that. The app developers are mad, once again, at, at Meta for charging to get their apps on the Oculus Store and to have them there. And I guess, you know, part of it is just that Meta called out Apple for doing that on the iPhone, and now they're doing it for VR apps. That is funny. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we haven't developed anything on there, so it doesn't really hit home. And, you know, it's it's a, kind of the, the deal where if you want to make... $20 per game and they want five bucks charge 25 bucks. I mean, that's what's going to happen, right? Uh, I mean, I, as you said, we haven't done this ourselves, so I'm not as well versed on the ins and outs of it, but yeah, yeah if it is something like they get a bigger percentage than you were expecting or whatever, which is how I remembered it initially. So 
I remembered it being like the developers all combined only get to retain like 50%, which if it is a percentage, then yeah, like you may have to increase the cost to have it be something that kind of makes more sense for you. But yeah, I, I agree it'd be like you'd rather have half of the $5 than nothing. But yeah. I guess my big thing would be we don't know the full story necessarily because if I'm expecting okay, this platform is going to be big and they've got all these tools for me to use and I'm going to make this. And then you're like 80, 90% done. And they're like, oh, by the way, we're keeping half of everything you make. And you're like, well, what? <laughs> that, what's that about? I made this specifically for your platform because people are specifically looking to make Quest 2 things because it's doing yeah. really well. And so that would suck. That would be pretty it, terrible. Yeah. And you're specifically stealing my money. Right. So it kind of led into something else because the other thing was that Meta had this this release where they showed three new prototypes of things they're working on for headsets. They have like a lightweight AR deal. They've got these high-end headsets that it, it's funny because you can see the cooling fans on top of the headset. <laughs> so it really is prototype. It is not even close. Or I guess it's much closer than I am. But it's interesting that they release this kind of information and and I don't know what the plan is, like just to let people know that they're on top of it and that this is coming and get ready. Some companies probably would not want to do that because then it makes people go, like me, go, well, I guess I will hold off on buying a new headset because they're working on other stuff. And then you've got Apple, who doesn't say a word. And it's just everybody out there guessing when they're going to do something, there's a new release from somebody that's supposed to know, like an insider that said January 2023 is going to be the Apple headset release. But who knows, really? But Apple is super secretive. Meta is revealing everything. Well, maybe not everything. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely not everything. There's no way. But yeah, yeah I do, obviously, especially as someone that wants to talk about the VR stuff, I do prefer getting more info than less and i do get your point for sure on yeah if you're seeing this new headset then maybe you'll be deterred from buying one of the existing ones but i mean if the fans are still visible and it's like this is going to be i i don't remember the dates offhand on when they're supposed to be set to release but uh if it's another year or whatever you might be like well i could be playing with the quest 2 for another year so i may as well get it and enjoy it so who knows maybe it'll have mm -hmm. a relatively low impact while keeping people hyped and engaged with what they're working on um but it's funny you mentioned apple is the ones on the other side because uh, by the way i guess apple hasn't even actually confirmed that they have an ar headset yet they're just like, so many things to speculate about it with uh, that we're just assuming they're going to do one but relevant to that They've got this update for their AR kit, which is improving a bunch of features you'd hope for with good AR, like anchoring, which means figuring out where an object is in space, and it tracks it so you can anchor whatever AR stuff you're trying to put there, and it keeps track of it in the right spot and makes it look correct, and other stuff like motion capture. But yeah, so that's a major update for Apple and it, it is hilarious like you're talking about how Apple's a headliner for an update <laughs> other people are releasing like their final product and Apple 
releases an update, but I mean, it is uh, fancy technology and does sound like a pretty good update. So it's it's newsworthy, mm-hmm. but it is funny. So yeah. So Apple also had the release of you know, and and again, it said Apple quietly releases a new app, which is for AR that helps architects or whoever map your home. So it's like this easy way to to go around and and you can map out an entire home with this thing and I didn't see if they charge for it. I would imagine they do, but maybe it's free. I don't know. But you know, it's just like under the everything's under the radar with them and I guess they only make big announcements when they have a big announcement. Maybe that's their thing. Like I don't I don't even know if they come out with a new phone, is it a big announcement anymore or is it just like, oh yeah, we've got the new iPhone 32. Well, as an Android user, I all kinds of have no idea on that one. <laughs> Proudly. <laughs> so another thing I saw was Tencent. I don't know if you remember them, but they're working on a metaverse of their own. And they are going to have this dedicated building for its XR team, basically. And so I don't know that that's necessarily that exciting on its own. But the bigger topic there that I'm curious about is just generally how the VR community feels about Tencent wanting to be in the VR space. Because my understanding is Tencent is not popular by any stretch. I've not talked to anyone that likes Tencent, but I've talked to people that dislike Tencent. But what's kind of funny and interesting is I tried to look up, like, why do people dislike Tencent so much? And I saw kind of a lot of parallels between Facebook slash Meta and Tencent, where it's like they sell your data its products are copies of things that other people made where obviously facebook is like a carbon copy of myspace and there are just some (laughs) eerie similarities and and so both these guys being in the same space you know how do people feel about that because i've actually started going from so i generally am not exactly a meta fanboy, but I do like them being in the space for the most part because it's just a bunch of money entering and creating competition, developing technology. So while I'm not using the Oculus stuff, the meta stuff, I kind of get to see benefits from it. So I've been sort of positive on it. But it is kind of just like, is it a concerning trend that concerning entities are rallying to get the metaverse made? These guys with such bad reputations. Yeah. Well, and they're they're jumping in on the metaverse, but they're also kind of stealing the name from 50 Cent, right? <laughs> 10 Cent? Yeah, that's the discount version. It's the outsourced 50 Cent. Hey, Shorty, it's your birthday. Hey, Shorty, it's your birthday. That's probably the best rendition ever yeah you know and it's it is fair game so until the metaverse is established and by established i mean everybody decides by popular demand this is the metaverse and who knows where it's going to come from i mean 50 cent can make a metaverse if he wants and then (laughs) he may be the one that everybody says this is the one this is cool this is the best right but who knows so everybody get in and make one because it's all the better. The more competition, the better. I For Metaverse, for the most part, I'm very much on like more competition, the better, well, within reason. But for the Metaverse, I kind of wish that they would collaborate because it's supposed to be this all-encompassing thing that 
can do so much and they're all building the same stuff. Like, mm -hmm. if they use their resources to build parts, which of course they're not going to do, it would just be better for us mm -hmm. at the end of the day, but they won't, but it would be nice. Yeah, I, I look at it kind of like the computer world. If you look at the history of computers, when they first came out, you had all these proprietary systems and... IBM and Burroughs and, you know, they all had their own thing. And then over time, I don't know if it was because of demand or what it was, but eventually you started to have memory and drives that could be put into any computer. And it had to get down to, you know, PC-style computers before it got there. But I think everything starts off being proprietary, and then eventually it just comes down to a scale where it's it makes more sense to have something that everybody can agree on and collaborate. So we could go on and on yeah. about that. True. But I did see one thing that was funny. It said some people, I didn't even see who it was, but they had volunteers who spent a, a week working in virtual reality, and they reported it less productive. It's like, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's a great headline. But, <laughs> you know, we need to know some parameters. Like, were these people that were not productive in the first place? Or are these people that were like, oh, cool, I can just play a game because I'm already in virtual reality? I don't know what caused them to be less productive. But. Maybe they were uh, baristas, you know, like trying to give people their coffees and they're just like put into Beat Saber, like, how am I supposed to do this? I can't give anyone their coffee. I'm so much less productive, you know? That would explain a lot. Yeah, definitely less productive. Agree. So here's a thought, and I just I want to bounce this off you, and that is I was looking at all these different, you know, there's always been conspiracy theories, you know, like was the moon landing real and uh, is the Denver airport the headquarters of the Illuminati? <laughs> there's, there, yeah, that's a thing. Um, okay. The is the Earth really hollow? Has the Earth already been swallowed into a black hole? Um, hmm. And you know, lots of concerns about five G causing every kind of ailment you can imagine. <laughs> but uh, you know, or are we already living in the Matrix? And that, my friend, is what we're going to talk about. Is VR dangerous? You're really tuned into all these conspiracy theories. Yeah. Well, so. Here's the thing that, and, and people do talk about this, it's out there. Is VR dangerous? Is it somehow a threat to us, to society, to our health, all these things? Starting with, you know, we've already seen situations with harassment and, and bullying and hate speech. You can walk around right here in VR chat or any of the chat places and hear some crazy stuff. And we've talked about that before. I don't even know why I go there anymore, but Every now and then I think, okay, well, there's probably something good going on. And you walk into one room and you hear some just ridiculous stuff. And I personally have heard some pretty hateful stuff. And, yeah, so that's one thing, especially if there's kids, you know, when there's kids, which there are in VR, and when they're talking about using it for schools, there's a lot of concerns there, right, about having kids in VR and then what are they going to be exposed to? Mm -hmm. So that's... That's one simple part of the, the concern, but then you've got security. So security threats of, you know, somebody coming in and taking over your headset, whether it's VR or AR, and uh, there's, you know, that's a whole industry. Like, I, I don't even know, do you know if, if Norton or these folks have come out with any 
products especially for virtual reality? I don't know about that, but to me, it wouldn't make as much sense for VR to be a concern as AR. That's just Mm -hmm. the gut reaction I would have there. Because for VR, it's like you just take your headset off and then you're like, what is being displayed? Because your VR headset's essentially just like a monitor you put on your face. It's just, you've got your HDMI port and it's running a game and it's delivered to your headset and yeah. Yeah. so I, I mean, it'd be bad to have a virus, but for AR, I could see it being used problematically. Yeah, and that is something that you know, because with AR, you could be out in public, you could be, you know, actually working on something, and and if somebody took over your glasses and put you in harm's way, I mean, that that's definitely out there yeah. as a possible harmful thing. But you know, for VR, you have back to the kids in VR that you you have adults that do prey on kids and and if they get in there and are acting like you know they're just a fun person to be around and and get them to give them personal information and that's that's number one is not to give out personal information unless you know the person that you're talking to right just like as if you're on the telephone Mm -hmm. right 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 so other concerns are you know companies like meta and tencent you know, sharing your data and, you know, that kind of thing. But also, do you think there's a concern about people being too secluded? You know, like if if people do go and spend too much time in VR and they're not around other people, do you think that's a concern? So for that, I actually see the opposite. I think VR has, well, I, I mean, I've seen it, not from myself, but some people don't really do as well in the real world and find VR to be like a comfortable place where they can socialize. And so even if it's not like as extreme as they can't really socialize in the real world, it is just a place where people can be comfortable socializing, which I guess that can be bad. I I hadn't really thought about the aspects you brought up earlier with, you know, if people are talking about i mean i I guess it's more so just like people can be dangerous more so than vr is dangerous or anything but it's more uncensored here in vr Mm -hmm. which can be scary we uh not knew really well but we knew someone that ended up meeting like not great strangers on the internet that had bad influences on them and all that Mm. and and so in a setting like this where anything could be said that could be worse i could see that and so i mm-hmm. do agree that, like for kid protection that really should be a thing although honestly we kind of need protected from the kids <laughs> that are in vr they're they're the rowdy ones as far as <laughs> i've seen but uh <laughs> but yeah for like a class setting you just limit it to like here's your classroom app and whatever i guess right. it depends on the kid's age but i guess just more positively while i have the floor when you initially asked is vr dangerous you actually brought up some really good points to talk about but before it slips my mind my gut reaction was no which go figure we like vr we're here but just some positives 
because they have been trying to say that gaming is bad for a while and all these studies keep getting done like does gaming increase violence does gaming whatever and it keeps being no but then like they do other studies like oh hey uh these kind of games are actually somewhat increasing cognitive function or reflexes and that kind of stuff so there's actually some positives and i would be astounded if that doesn't apply to vr where it's gaming but even more immersive so Mm -hmm. yeah that's true and and kind of with the schooling and that that actually is another thing that is a potential threat is fake information fake news or whatever it is i mean who's verifying content in vr but who's verifying it on youtube you know so you could watch a a how-to video on youtube and the the good thing is you can read comments and somebody says this is stupid do not try this this person doesn't know (laughs) what they're doing but in vr you could watch something that somebody put together and, you know, it could be dangerous or fake. You know, it could be uh, a video about the Denver airport being the headquarters of Illuminati. And maybe they get <laughs> people on board with that. You know, so, yeah. but that could be anywhere, right? I mean, I'm sure there's videos out there about that same thing. But again, then you got comments of people saying this is ridiculous and this is why. But the content and who's monitoring that you know i guess whoever builds the metaverse and whoever becomes the metaverse that's going to be a full-time gig just like at sony or any other place where you're constantly monitoring the people that are playing the game yeah and it obviously it doesn't need to be the kind of monitoring where it's like the admin deletes things it's Usually it's just more so like people that have the correct information about this or that or have like actual credible sources or whatever will see something ridiculous and be like, no, it's actually this. But (laughs) in an environment where, yeah, it kind of isn't anything goes, it's kind of like the echo chamber issue I've mentioned before when talking about some negatives of Facebook. If you just find a group of people here that are around the world and all believe crazy things that, I mean, historically, I've just kind of found uh, conspiracy theories to be kind of interesting. It's just like a story that's like, huh, I I don't buy it, but that's kind of a fun (laughs) idea. But over time, I've heard some that are actually kind of, you know, dangerous soundings. And a lot of how, well, a lot of, I sound like I'm trying to be an expert i'm not an expert on this stuff but i'm aware of these echo chambers where it's like you hear this one person saying something similar to you and it's reinforcing this idea that's not correct and because they're saying Mm -hmm. similar things they're finding people with similar ideas and they're like uh did you know about the you know denver airport oh well let me tell you about uh the yetis in the atlanta airport they're just they run the show from behind the uh, <laughs> you know whatever it is yeah and it perpetuates things but also adds to it and so but it's right. you know really it's like you you could be getting this in real life but i guess it is kind of worse in that way because there might not be someone that believes the same potentially dangerous things as you in a 50 mile radius but that doesn't matter in vr you can find whoever wherever so yeah but i mean yeah i I guess at the end of the day i could see where you're going with all this with vr being potentially a little dangerous in that way but it's really all about people being dangerous like some people like obviously i think 
a lot of people are good. It's just easier to see the bad eggs kind of thing. Yeah. And the less ideal eggs, <laughs> as I guess I'm going to call them, uh, just having a platform to talk about whatever it is it could be. Yeah. Yeah, not ideal. Well, so there's there are some things that don't have anything to do with people. You know, there's concerns and people will always write this and and you know, put it out there and then just like you're saying people are going to repeat it and then it becomes real because enough people have repeated it. But is it real? You know, things with um people are concerned about alterations to the brain from virtual reality and that would be, you know, just being close to the screen and getting headaches and nausea can it create nearsightedness in people and you know i don't know if there's any truth to it but you know hearing loss there are concerns about that but i think the speakers on a headset are nothing like wearing earbuds or the you know the big uh, headphones that are knocking out any other kind of sound around you and just blasting whatever it is in your ear if you're not careful. But, you know, that is a concern about VR because you're kind of wearing your headphones all the time. You know, but they even talk about delusions. Can VR cause delusions? And those aren't things to do with bad people on the other end. But this is kind of fun because we just started watching this new movie called Kimmy. Have you ever heard about that? No. So Kimmy, it's a great concept. It's a it's it it's a new movie. It's a movie that was released this year, and it the main character is played by Zoe Kravitz, which is Lenny Kravitz's daughter, who is the Catwoman in the new Batman. And so she is a person that works at home for a company called Kimmy, or I think I don't know if that's the company name, but it's basically a takeoff on Siri and Alexa. So Kimmy is a new box that you can have record things, and so her job is to be at home and she gets these reports of things that are recorded that didn't pan out correctly and she has to correct them so that if somebody in the future wants to order dog food they don't get cat food you know things like that but then she overhears a crime and that's what the whole movie is about but here's the thing that kind of ties into this is she goes to somebody's office and it tells her to look into the retinal scanner and it recognizes her and lets her in the door and she's like, I never gave authorization for you to get a retinal scan. And they said, oh, yeah, you did by signing the user agreement. And so that is like, can they somehow on a headset get a retinal scan at some point? Oh, uh, that's true. I mean, there are eye trackers. That's a that's a fun conspiracy theory. I like that kind of stuff. That's, that's interesting <laughs> that they could just, you know, they're wanting to sell your data and the user agreement for these guys are going to be like 40,000 pages long. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be that'd be interesting. I kind of don't know what they would do with it. Like, because it's, I mean, realistically, the reason anyone wants your data is to sell ads. They just want to make some money and mm -hmm. no one's going to care about your retina. But hey, maybe someone will. Maybe if it's like military app or I don't know. Now we're getting someone's out there taking notes like i heard this on a podcast yeah and <laughs> well here's my conspiracy theory of conspiracy theories is that if you get a hundred if you come up with a hundred conspiracy theories you're probably going to get one right 
Well, yeah, there's a movie based on that, right? <laughs> there is. So you're saying it's not mine? <laughs> Wasn't trying to throw you under the bus, but, you know. No, that's good. Going back to your thing about the non-human dangerous aspects, I'm actually really interested to see the long-term studies because I actually think that there are going to be a decent amount of positives from being in VR so much because it's so much more active. There are a lot of people that live sedentary lifestyles, especially you know, people that really enjoy games and technology and stuff, which, no hate, I'm there too, guys. Uh, So being up, moving around, all that stuff, I think is inherently just good. You mentioned nausea, and yeah, that's a thing, but it's also like, we've talked about this before with VR being good for combating motion sickness long-term because you're kind of exposing yourself to it a little bit, and then you're able to improve on it and reduce the amount of motion sickness so you can kind of cure that. The issues with being too close to the screen, I'm definitely interested to see what long-term effects people would get, especially the people that are doing these studies where they're like, it's not even like a real study, it's just like, I wore my VR headset for a month straight and like actually never took it off ever. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so, I, I mean, how hard would it be for one of those guys to go to the eye doctor right before and then like a week after mm. or whatever, you know, just like get some data for us. But I mean, we've talked about this as well with uh, older people being able to use VR to see colors like they haven't seen in a long time. And I do wonder if, because the screen is close to your face, but it's made to look like distant objects and stuff. So you can kind of still look off into the distance. And I'm curious how our eyes process that do they mm. look at the distant objects as you would a distant object in real life, or do you just still look at it close because it actually is that close? It's just like right there on your face. So I don't know. there's definitely something there, something worth uh, some studies. Yeah. Well, and if you look around us, you know, I'm looking at in the distance are the stars. There are way too many stars here. I mean, like, unless we're in the middle of the Milky Way. There's... I mean, you realize how many stars there are, right? We just have a really yeah, good but view you don't of them look right out. here. Yeah, you don't ever look out and see one, you know, like a billion in, in every square inch in front of you. Well, the only light pollution out here are these uh, two torches. <laughs> so, yeah, those things are to be seen. Like, what is the result? And and that would be good to get somebody's data before and after. Kind of like the guy that did the 30 days of eating only McDonald's food. <laughs> he did go to the doctor before and after. And you know, the doctor kept trying to get him to quit, like, even halfway through. But that was, I think, to most people, pretty obvious that was not going to be a healthy decision. But this, <laughs> yeah. VR doesn't seem like an unhealthy thing. But if you wore it nonstop for a week or a month or whatever, that does seem... Like, that could definitely be a problem, but I don't see how I would personally do it with a VR headset. Now, AR glasses, that might be a whole different thing, but I can't I can't imagine that AR glasses are going to be the same thing. You're not. I think you're going to be seeing everything around you, and then you're just going to have those, that extra detail and information in front of you. So it's, yeah. it's, it's not going to be as mind-bending and delusional and all those things. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think the 
AR experience will vary widely. Some will be like really immersive games. Some will just be yeah, like helpful overlays. It'll be different. But just to wrap up some additional thoughts on the eyes too close to the screen aspect of this, because I'm sure there are probably a lot of different bullet points of that type of thing. But for vision, it would also be interesting where it's like, okay, here's someone that started with 2020 vision and wore VR for a month. Okay, cool. But what about someone that has crappy vision and is able mm-hmm. to use VR because, you know, the green is right on your face and what happens to their vision? Does it get worse? Like, I, I mean, what if there mm-hmm. is a world where it actually can get better or something, you know, like eyes being able to adjust to things in a way that's kind of comfortable. It's like, because the visuals are close, but you are looking further, like I was talking about. I don't know. I I obviously, I'm not an optometrist. I don't know this answer. Just posing some questions. But anyway. Yeah. Well, here's the, here's my final thought is the whole, are we in the matrix thing? And that is, (laughs) you know, there are people that talk about that. I don't know if anybody, well, I do know. I was going to say, I don't know if anybody really believes that. But in fact, it does sound kind of like crazy talk, but Elon Musk, he has said that eventually games will be indistinguishable from reality. And he says that we're most likely already in a simulation. (laughs) Now, some people probably think Elon is, I know he's a big thinker. Some people might think he's a little off one end or the other, and that might be. But there's another guy that is also a big thinker that I think is very smart. And I, I've i never heard him say anything that I thought was was crazy. But Neil deGrasse Tyson, mm-hmm. he, he said that he gives it better than 50-50 odds that the simulation hypothesis is correct. Uh, I mean, I think there are times where it's like... I don't want to throw any shade. You don't want to throw Neil deGrasse Tyson under the bus? Do it. Well, exactly, because like, I, <laughs> I want to say something more general that's going to be directly negative to him. So I guess, sorry, Neil. Uh, but I think there are times where there are theories like that that are interesting questions to pose, but then getting really into believing certain things, just people just want to kind of feel smart sometimes. And it's like, I mean, sometimes the boring thing of maybe we're not in a simulation. Maybe we're just a bunch of cells that gained sentience and we're just doing this crazy ride through life and there's no simulation involved. And it's it's boring and you don't get to sound like a genius for thinking the same thing everyone else does. But I don't see the logic in believing the simulation and i mean that is kind of interesting because you wouldn't think neil degrasse tyson would be goofing around with it when you said musk was saying it. i was my initial reaction was like that dude memes a lot i would not be surprised <laughs> if he's just seeing <laughs> what people say in reaction and just like messing with people but yeah. who knows maybe he does believe it he named his kid something like uh, someone had a joke about it, like a barcode number or something, and <laughs> just like it oh, is yeah, a pretty yeah. crazy name. So. Yeah. Well, everything I've ever heard Neil deGrasse Tyson, and I've heard him on a couple of podcasts talk extensively, and I mean the guy's brilliant. 
So I'd love to, why don't we have him on the podcast and talk to him about it <laughs> and Sounds we good. could debate it a little bit. Sure. Man, that would be, that would be so hilarious. He, I mean, can you imagine debating him on anything? I mean, I would definitely, it's always, I'd be down to debate him, but I would want to <laughs> like let him educate me on the subject first and then I can pose questions because the worst thing is when it's just like something like simulation theory. I I don't really know much about it, but I don't know, just something that I just know nothing about. And then you're just asked to debate. It. It's like, well, okay, it's a matter of, I, I just haven't even heard of this thing. How am I supposed to be like completely read up on it anyway? Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, as far as debating him on anything, I could pick the subject that I know the most about in the world and have a debate with him, I would still put all my money on him winning. Yeah, well, and I guess the other thing, I don't think I'm necessarily a good debater. <laughs> like, I, I think that's yeah. actually, because like, I know some people that are, like, less knowledgeable about a lot of things, but are able to kind of, like, especially in a group setting, just, like, able to win the heart of the group by just being a better yeah. debater. But it's, like, I actually... Yeah know for a fact that I'm right on this uh, and I can prove it if <laughs> Google's broken out, but sure. Uh, yeah, but that's funny. You know, so, yeah, I don't know. It would be yeah. fun, though. I, I'd do it just for the kicks and <laughs> bring yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson on talk about whatever. Yeah, well, we'll just, we'll just invite him and uh, so everybody can get ready for the big uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson debate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Hold your breath, everybody. Yeah, you're going to be holding it a while. Sorry. Well, cool. So that was that was a fun discussion. Anything else Danger. you wanted to talk about before we go? Well, I thought it might be fun to do a first part, second part of a wild VR conspiracy theory. Uh, all right. Let's do it. All right. First part, second part. Uh, tell me when you've got a first or a second. second. I got a first. Corporate cheese curds <laughs> okay, oh i've already got it i already is. know mine yeah okay i'm ready so you know the squeak the legendary squeak when you eat a cheese curd that is supposed to mean it's good i've heard this from someone from wisconsin so it must be true because it's cheese curds okay so the little squeak is the microphone being crushed from the cheese curds that are tapped? I don't know the the cheese gurus that are backstage calling the shots, trying mm. to run the cheese people. <laughs> okay, that's not it. Here's what it is: corporate cheese curd. So corporations like, well, I shouldn't name them, so that we can't get sued. But some of the big names in the VR space that we may have even talked about this time, they have a code word when they drop a listening device into, like they pick you out as somebody that they need to pay attention to in VR, good or bad, they drop a mm. cheese curd on your account. Mm. Code word, cheese curd. I like it. Yeah. Same idea, but much better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's try one more. All right. Uh, first. Okay. Infinite. Backwash. Oof. All right. <laughs> you ready? Every uh -huh. river, every stream, every bit of ocean you've ever seen in VR, it's all backwash. 
the guy initially coding the water assets, he was coding it as backwash, but it had this nice like foam. It had this good fluidity, and now it's just everywhere. Everything's backwash. That's not it. You want to know what it is? <laughs> yeah, let me know. <laughs> I like trumping you. So the backwash is that everything in VR is being recorded. It's all being stored in the cloud. That cloud is amazing, by the way. But everything's being stored, and someday they are going to have the ability to move everything back in time. So that right now, what we're saying, or even like right now, we could get information from the future. So time travel is not possible in our human bodies, but time travel is possible in VR or will be. Mm -mm. It will be easier in VR than it is in a human body for sure. So that's the thing that the it's code word backwash. Everything's code word with me. Yeah, guess so. Yeah. Why wouldn't right. they just call it time travel? Why would they call it backwash? That's stupid. Come on, people. Yeah, that's on them, though. That's not on us. Right. Why'd they call it backwash? We don't know. It's not our fault. It's time travel. It's VR time travel. Infinite. Right. Infinite time travel or infinite backwash. Well, this has been there fun. Let's get yeah. out of danger. Let's get out of here so we're no True. longer in a threatening environment. <laughs> Yeah. Let us know what you think about whether VR is dangerous or not in the comments yeah. of wherever you're listening to this. And if they're not there, then on our socials. Yeah. Have you experienced any VR danger? Put it down. There you go. It would be interesting. Well, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time. Catch you later, Internet. <laughs>